Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. We are to be joined in the third seat. By a very talented human being, I got to say. I don't know what this person doesn't do, but I'll tell you what they are doing (laughs) right now. They got a single coming out August 8th, okay? Damn. Because music runs through their blood. Also, (laughs) they got a film that's crushing the festival circuit right now. And we might get into that a little bit later. And also, a podcast called Trust Me. Talking about cults and extreme beliefs, uh, which kind of, that kind of intersects with today's topic, given all the Trump stuff going on. So please... Welcome to the microphone, Lola Blonde! Hey! Lola! Thank you for having me. Oh, Thanks for shit. coming we on. We got a real singer. We got a real yeah. singer. Go ahead and drop. <laughs> go ahead and drop some, Lola. Go ahead. Yeah, what's your no, favorite, no, what's your favorite karaoke? What's your favorite karaoke shame. track? You know, yeah, I I track? never do karaoke because I feel too awkward because people are like, That's oh, right. she's a real singer and the expectations oh. are too high. And I also don't drink. Yeah. So I can't like while out, you know what I mean? Can't so yeah, I don't yeah. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But when I'm by myself, it's torn yeah. by Natalie Imbruglia. What? Oh, hell yeah. I'm <laughs> all out of faith. Yeah. So good, this right? Is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like when people don't respect that part, you know what I mean? I get a little upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I I like though that you were like you're a kind god too, where you're like, let me not just ether the whole party right now with my pipes i will just sit back and say no that was great that was great yeah yeah oh I, i'm not singing today don't worry about it. no i'm not even that kind of singer you know like i can't belt like other people can belt i feel like my sure. musical theater friends they, they're better at karaoke than me i'm like i'm good at mm-hmm. singing my songs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> like, let me let me give you some let me give you a track next time you go to karaoke you don't have to sing just do Stand by Eminem or some shit, Ooh, that's and a good then one. you know, and then you can also, but you can sing the little, you can sing the little part, you know. So you just can the just Dido, sing then, just Dido, yeah, just the Dido. Yeah. But then you did, you do the rap, and you got to do the fourth verse, oh. like you know, you got to do the fourth verse. <laughs> All right, I'm on it. Who are your like? Right. Who are your favorite kind of like? Because I, if you're not a powerhouse singers, who are your core, sort of like softer voice vocalists that you that you kind of put in your pantheon of great singers? Well, I don't. I I feel like great singers. It, just depends on what kind of singing you're talking about. But like, right. I love Fiona Apple. Oh, yeah. I love like an angsty, throaty, like kind of fucked up sounding voice. Mm-hmm. You can say fucked, yes. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Only, but only when we talk about... <laughs> I said, about I started the podcast with what up, niggas? You can oh, say true, <laughs> You can say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild. I was like, hold on. No, no, no. We're not doing that. On hold on. Show. Hold on now. <laughs> Come on. This is PG-13 over here. Yeah, Fiona <laughs> Apple. Yeah, fetch the bolt cutters. Great, great oh, one. Fetch mm-hmm. the bolt yeah. cutters, you know? It's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who else? I mean, I love, I love like classic jazz singers. So I love like Ella Fitzgerald. And... Oh, okay. Oh, wow, classing up the joint. It. I see. But that. also, you know, I'm getting really into this new Norwegian singer. But you know, that that will come later when you ask me about the media I've been enjoying. Okay, oh, fantastic. Okay, 
Okay. Was it reminiscent? Of, like, I'm trying to think. Well, who's the last big Scandinavian singer I remember? Like, Leaky Lee. Back, like, 14 years ago. Oh, I love Leaky Lee. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's crazy how old it, old that album is now. So it yeah. makes me feel Leaky very old. Lee. Yeah. Wow. And I was, I remember being like, I was like, I love her voice. Like, it's, like, effortless, yeah. but it's just whispery. Anyway, yeah. we're going to get into that and plenty more. Uh, but first... We'd like to ask our guest, which is Lola Blanc, what is something from your search history that's revealing about, you know, reveals something about who you are, what you're interested in? Uh, so I was looking at my most recent um, search results. And this morning, the last one was observed particle theory. OK. Oh, OK. You know, that, and, I, and it's actually something I don't know that much about yet. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was Googling it. But it's yeah. that thing in quantum physics where the particles behavior changed upon observation. Yes. So a lot of people who a lot of people reference that as like, we don't know. There's so much that we don't know yet. There's so much that like maybe science has no idea. Like there isn't evidence for it yet, but there will be eventually. Anyway, I just want, was very curious about that little rabbit hole. That's yeah. That's going down. Mm. Okay. So what kind, what, what, is, kind, of, shit, what kind yeah. of shit are you into, Lola? I, yeah, you're like, yeah. you're like, hold on, man. Because, you know, I like the idea that just <laughs> the mere observation affects these particles. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, this is the smart. This is the most educational, smartest like search <laughs> that I've heard. Everybody else be up here like, oh man, I was up here searching about you know how quick your toenails grow. You up here like, look, let's talk about quantum physics. <laughs> but, wait, hold on, that isn't. But important. I don't know about it yet. I don't know about it yet. That look. <laughs> Are you? Is is any of this due to any of the hearings about UAPs and non uh, non human intelligence? Does that intersect at all with any of this, or how we're, we're like? You're into this kind of shit. You're into quantum physics, quantum mechanics. What what do you make of all of the UA UAP shit going on? I mean, like I'm a science bay, so like mm -hmm. I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens. Like I feel like one guy saying stuff is not really enough evidence, but I'm really excited to see what more comes of it because yeah, open. I'm on that alien shit, you know. Like I, yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. excited about the, the UAP UAPs thing. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm just like, I'm someone who's like trying to figure it all out all the time and figure out like what we have evidence for, what we don't have evidence evidence for. And I'm just trying not to buy into like the first thing that people tell me. So sure, I'm, I'm just sure. Googling what we have evidence for. Does that have to do with just sort of your upbringing and uh, life of being just a little like not taking people at their word when they say things are one way? I think absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure we'll mm -hmm. get into that too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is going to be therapy, Lola. This is be I therapy, can't wait. So you know. <laughs> but yeah, shout out, shout out all my alien fans who are going to go to the first interstate bank, uh, formerly first interstate bank building in Los Angeles to welcome the aliens. You know what I mean? And they put that blue light on us <laughs> and then vaporize us. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. 100%. What's, uh, what's something you think is overrated? I was thinking a lot about like, aunties mm -hmm. but i don't know if aunties are overrated as much as the way that we talk about aunties is overrated give, i think we're in a new us, generation give us your of definition of aunties yes right so like the auntie my so my art show revolves around like this idea uh it was actually inspired by a hate crime incident that happened in 2016 where two muslim women were kicked off of a plane for staring too hard and the the flight attendants were like we didn't like how they were looking at us so oh we kicked them off God. of the plane and that's what inspired my series on aunties with deadly stares. And um, I don't know. I think that part, like aunties are just out there to get you is kind of like, <laughs> like, like me making the art was like re retaking the power that auntie has. Like, yeah, of course, the aunties are going to stare at you like that. That's what they mm -hmm. do. This is like an auntie's stare is a terrorist act. Which, what you going to do about it? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. so that's and, how and we aunties are. And now, and you are, and just for those who are not familiar with the auntie term, is not like your mom or dad's like sister. That's not the auntie you're talking that about. That is not the auntie. The older generation right. of women Vicky who yes. we yes. Yeah, colloquially <laughs> call aunties. Oh, I too. know. I know. Or I'm, da I'm dating. I'm dating a. I'm dating an Indian lady right now, and she and like I have been schooled on. All her aunties and all. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. Auntie culture. This, this Auntie one culture. white lady came up to me at the art show and she's like, oh, so this happened to your aunt? I was like, no. Talking about the universal auntie. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. I think that's a problem people have. Like in black culture, aunties, that's not doesn't have to be a thing to be a yeah. literal aunt. Sometimes it's like yeah. your mom's best friend and that's just like yeah. your auntie or whatever. Your auntie. 
Yeah. Or even uncle or cousins. Yeah. Every, exactly. Like, or family, your cousin. Family so many, cousins. So many people are my cousins that are not my cousin. Yeah. yeah. That's just is what it is. And I think in America, sometimes it's it's viewed a little bit more rigid, but that they're like, when they hear it, they're like, so this is a sibling of one of your parents. Bro, I have, I <laughs> like, I last year I went to my cousin's, uh, like, the whole family descended Okay, your actual Vegas. cousin? My actual cousin. Okay, just clarify. And the whole family, <laughs> but my actual cousin, uh, my actual cousins, the whole family descended onto Vegas for my cousin graduating from med school, and we were like out and like my younger cousin, who's now in like her early twenties or whatever. So I was there when she was born, literally. I was there mm-hmm. when she was born, and and <laughs> we were like out, like having a drink, having a smoke, and she like turned to me and she was like. Jackie, are you our real cousin or like, how are you related? <laughs> and I'm like, girl, our parents are first cousins. Yes, we are as real cousins yes. as you can. But like, it's so like ingrained that like you can, yeah. because we're family, but it's so yeah. ingrained that like you can't be related by blood or not, but you're still yeah. cousins, uncles, aunties. Like, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. It's the same level it. of closeness that yeah. you don't really examine half the time, especially when you like lit, like you come up with these people all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is what it is. What is uh, what's something you think is underrated? You know, I've been thinking a lot recently about David Graeber, who died in during the pandemic and is one of my favorite writers and thinkers. And I think he's really underrated. A lot of people in mainstream U.S. society don't know about David Graeber, who was a professor at Yale. And he was sort of forced out of Yale for for being too progressive and ended up teaching uh, in the U.K., in London for the rest of his career. And you know, if I had to recommend one thing, it's a super fun, short, amazing book called Utopia of Rules, which you can even read for free online. It's an incredible introduction into so many things about our society. There's has everything in it from a critique of the Batman movies, <laughs> uh, superheroes generally, to uh, a critique of bureaucracy and and capitalism, and really great thoughts and ideas about how we live our lives. Um, it's just an incredible and a brilliant book. He he was one of the leading anthropologists in the world, but he he used those anthropology skills to really turn his eye toward analyzing some of the ways in which our society uh, is actually incredibly violent. And he was also really interested in the concept of play. And he was a big proponent in that people should be working less and playing a lot more. And so he has other great essays, for example, on why it is that the police hate puppets. He has really great <laughs> work on why it is that animals really love to play and 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 why modern society is is crushing the the spirit of play and people and so i think it's a really beautiful funny uplifting but also very intelligent set of writing so david graber is someone yeah. i recommend is underrated yeah he's one of my favorites i talk about him a lot on the show the the dawn of everything is so and great bullshit so jobs too bullshit jobs we talk about a lot on the show but yeah the the way the dawn of everything uses anthropology to like dig into like that there was that myth that like well even though like there are problems with modern society you pink like pinker's whole narrative that like when when you look before colonialism uh things were a lot worse and like everybody was way more violent and he just like demolishes that and it's like <laughs> actually like we're way way worse than those and then like takes you through some of the ways that civilizations that you don't learn about in generally in american educational systems organize themselves and like really interested in some like indigenous communities and valued these things that have been completely written out of our our society and again like really makes you see the some of the assumptions that I think a lot of us take for granted on a day-to-day basis about the world we live in, again, with fresh eyes. It makes them kind of stick out to you as being as weird as they should seem to right. you. Why do police hate puppets? I actually, I, yeah. I've never read it, so I'm going to immediately act on this underrated and read Utopia of Rules. I've read, you know, Bullshit Jobs and History of Debt and The Dawn of Everything, but I, I never read Utopia of Rules. Of those books, I think Utopia Rules is my favorite. I think it's yeah. it's his best, right. most concise work. Wow. So I think you're in for a treat. And, okay. and the other essay you can read for free online is called On the Feminology of Giant Puppet Puppets. And it's it's a sort <laughs> of a it has a lot of pictures in it. It's about sort of the protest culture of yeah. the early two thousands and why police always target puppets when they go to protests and why they always try to destroy puppets and why police <laughs> officers are so infuriated by 
by puppets. And I don't want to give too much away, but it's also a great essay. Wow. Amazing. All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a break. I'm going to go read that and we'll come back in like three hours to <laughs> with our puppets. continue talking about puppets. Uh, now we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to dig in to some of your work and specifically the book Usual Cruelty. So we'll be right back. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And we're back. Uh, I guess, look, all jokes aside, we, we, we should talk about <laughs> Donald Trump getting indicted for a third motherfucking time. The hat trick of indictments. He's done it. While I think this is all relates to the you know overturning of the election in 2020, January 6th, all that wild, fun stuff. And I think, again, for most people, we saw that play out in real time. Like we saw him continually begin to you know, ramp up the rhetoric around a stolen election. We saw evidence of him, you know, leaning on people in a fake elector scheme, telling Mike Pence to fucking, you know, uh, delay the certification of the election. We all saw it. But now we're at the point where it's been articulated in an indictment. And yeah, it's, it's interesting to watch basically Fox News and all the right wing news outlets just fully melt down with what apparently they are saying the stakes are. Jesse Waters on The Five called it political germ warfare. And said, if it goes to trial, we'll have to, quote, go back and find fraud in the 2020 election. I'm sure they would love to do that because you did such a good job the first time showing that all happen. <laughs> and then Greg Gutfeld on the same show, he was so out of it. He just held up like Gutty. doodles. He was just holding up doodles of like dudes in hats. And I'm not sure like what that exactly the point of that was. Uh, Kat Abu, who's on Twitter, who does a lot of like monitoring of Fox News segments, put together just kind of like this mixtape of the reaction to the third indictment on Fox News. And I just want to, the, it's, they're ramping it up. The rhetoric is getting ramped up. I'll play a little bit of it. It's very dramatic, but this is kind of how Fox News is talking about everything. Equivalent of the French guillotine. 
a political war crime. A junk indictment. The shredding of our constitution. They're going full banana republic, full third world on this. Third world banana republic. Full banana republic. Hell yeah. Just so you know, we've gone full banana republic. Banana republic. Oh yeah. And I'm going full J. Crew. They got the memo at the beginning of the day. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. The word of the day is banana republic. Oh, yeah. They've gone full third world. And, yeah, yeah, we saw Stephen Miller was saying that this was the legal equivalent of the French guillotine during the reign of terror. Okay, Robespierre. Oh, my God. And then we had Laura Trump come on to defend her father-in-law, who just basically said, quote, he did exactly what you would want a president to do following an election loss. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he did. He did. Leave office. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But then it was wild. Somebody pointed out that she was apparently on, she was live on Fox and Newsmax at the same damn time somehow and with different outfits on. And somebody on Twitter was like, I'm sorry, who the fuck is lying (laughs) about being live right now? Because there's no way you're live on Newsmax and Fox News with different fucking outfits on. (laughs) Uh, We're still not sure what happened there. But Again, miles, I think it all miles. speaks to the chaos. Yeah. When you have Jesus magic on your side, you can do anything. <laughs> you. I was going to say okay. quantum mechanics. It's yeah. changing oh, depending on observation. I observed it. I affected the particles of her clothing <laughs> right. to become something else because my vision is also... Because just to get back to that, it's sort of like the idea that even the act of looking upon something is affecting like the waves around it, right? Yes. Yeah. I believe that's so, wild. Yes. Anyway, shout out to Jesus for that. He was talking <laughs> about that in the Bible. And then Newsmax, they had Rudy Giuliani on. And my man is just, he's... He's he down was, bad. He, he sounded not as articulate as he normally mm-hmm. does, which is not at all. But I'll just play a clip of him talking about the real indictment needs to be for Jack Smith. The strange thing here is the people lying, but the people bringing this and this this count they have here, conspiracy against rights, they should be indicted for conspiracy against rights for bringing this indictment. Oh, it's a conspiracy against. So, so Mr. Mayor, no one. Okay, cool. Yeah, he said that. So does he seem especially old all of a sudden? I feel like I haven't heard him talk in a while. Drunk? He, he drinks. Yeah. He's his last in the last year and a half of that administration. He was definitely having some wild ass appearances where people were like, I just saw this dude drunk as fuck at the cigar bar in Manhattan. And then they then you would see him on Fox like two hours later. And he's like, oh, my God, screaming. I, no I think again, too. He's just a fucking he's a creep. So we all love to see he's him. squirm. Yeah. yeah, he's a creep. He was drunk enough to literally. <laughs> as a former politician on a campaign trail, mm-hmm. find himself in a Borat movie. Oh, I yeah, know. right. Oh, my yeah. God. That's exactly. like, that tells you everything you need to know about Rudy Giuliani <laughs> right there. Exactly. Like, how dumb, how dumb are you? <laughs> it's crazy. Seriously. He's so dumb. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we have, we've heard everybody, We the, the First Amendment thing that's coming up a lot, and we'll, and we'll talk about that in a second. But then on Breitbart, they implied that Jack Smith would be seeking the death penalty against Trump. It says Jack Smith's charges against Trump include potential death penalty. Now, mm. why do they say that? There's no evidence that that's even close to what Jack Smith is pursuing. But what they're pointing out is that the conspiracy against rights can result in the death penalty if, quote, death results from the actions covered under this provision. And somebody oh. did die. On January oh, wow. 6th, Ashley Babbitt. So specifically, mm, the fact that they see. the fact that they are saying that the death penalty is an option is an admission of guilt to the fact that, that he, he caused because like, yeah. you know he caused Violence. that shit right. and she did die. Right. So therefore, right, they will give him the death penalty, and and that's what's really right. interesting is watching this sort of cognitive dissonance play out in such an extreme way. Already, Trump has come screaming with his toupee in hand asking for cash donations the the email he sent this morning quote patriot with crooked joe's corrupt doj having unlawfully indicted yours truly yet again reports indicate that i can now face a combined 561 years in prison (laughs) from the left's witch hunt 
that's six lifetimes. There's only one message. And he goes on and on. It's like a long ranting thing. Yeah, you could, I'm, I'm looking at 561 years. I'm like, sir, oh I'm not, God. I'm rooting I against you. And I don't even believe every that. Year. Yeah. No, he goes on and be like, he's like, will you help me fight this Marxist government? You're like, this ain't no Marxist government. If you did, people, never mind. Look, I wish it were. Theory. Yeah, it's like, please. If only it were. Bring the Marxist aliens now. Uh, solve this. <laughs> But yeah, so he's begging. Uh, and the main thing we're seeing right now is the MAGA pundits are all kind of saying that this is some version of his First Amendment rights being violated. That's the sort of logic that they want to pursue. They're saying he was merely exercising his First Amendment rights by saying these things out loud. And now they're mm-hmm. saying it's a crime because he didn't believe that the election was rightfully won by Joe Biden. And mm-hmm. again, He's trying to they're trying to just create some kind of logic out of this indictment that doesn't acknowledge that Trump was doing all kinds of shit, not just shit he was saying out of his mouth, that his actions are also part of a, quote, larger conspiracy to subvert the election and the will of voters and undermine, you know, people's right to vote. Right. So I, and, I, and the part of this indictment sort of makes that clear. It's, quote, the purpose of the conspiracy was to overturn the legitimate results of the 2020 presidential election by using knowingly false claims of election fraud to obstruct the federal government function by which those results are collected, counted and certified. It's not. Why was he just lying all the time? No, he was. Yeah. We saw it. There was a fake elector scheme. There was calls to other governors. It's it's not it's not something where they're like, yeah. It's just bad. It's just misinformation is all. You guys are trying to fucking put him in bars. for. It's just what he thought. It's just what he thought. He wasn't just expressing an opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very clear. Uh, Very clear. It's very, it's very, I've, I've been on record on this podcast many times saying that I think anybody that thinks this man is going to jail should probably (laughs) not get their hopes up. You know, I don't think that's what any of this is about, um, is him facing jail time. I mean, he should face jail time, but he won't. But I I do think that we're seeing a very interesting thing that he is using all these indictments to just line his spot. He he doesn't care about the presidency. He didn't care about the presidency the first time. Like he doesn't like it's a means to an end. For him, that's a way to stay out of jail. I can't wait for the documentaries to come out, if they will, where, like, you know, and Miles, I'm sure you've heard this, too. Lola, I'm sure you've heard this. He was pissed he won the first time. <laughs> yeah. like, he was like, he was pissed fuck. He won. Oh, no, he I have like, to work? Fuck, I got to do this. I think Melania cried, right? Isn't that the yeah. story from election night? <laughs> she was sobbing. They didn't want to win. They didn't think yeah. they were winning. But, like, you know, and this is all, it's happening all over again. I, I think, like, the bigger thing that we are seeing is we... And I don't know if this will happen in our lifetime. Maybe it will. Maybe Gen Alpha can help us out. It can save us. Uh, Please, but 10-year-olds. we really need to. We need to fix. Like he should not be able to run for president when you no. are literally under indictment after indictment after indictment. Right? No. Like that's not like that. What? That's insane. That's insane. It's- I couldn't get a job at McDonald's. If I was under like yeah. multiple indictments yeah. and this man is running for the highest office like we should be able to change the, the Supreme Court. Just, like there's so much. Yeah. shit. Well, I think that it needs to also, change with our it law. reveals, too, that, you know, the, the status quo is meant to be like, yeah, man, if you are kind of powerful enough, like you're going to break some fucking laws. So why are we going to keep that from yeah. you, you running for president? But I think this is all part of like why we need new laws that are actually robust, that protect voting rights and shit like this, where it's just enshrined in law to be like, bro, you can't even you can't even begin to try and test the results of an election. Or at least in this such a cynical way. People are so convinced that it is actually a witch hunt. I mean, I don't think that Trump is actually convinced it's a witch hunt. I no. don't think his people are, but I think they've convinced so many of the American people that it is. How can you actually achieve any change when no one can agree on what the reality of the situation is? It's yeah. all just mm-hmm. being like propagandized. And I, it, it's so hard to like figure out how to fix anything when we don't even agree on the truth. Yeah. We can get yeah. worn down with propaganda. It leads to apathy and that's exactly what they need. And it's just clearly, it's funny too, because you're kind of seeing it on the right where they're also like, fuck man, like God, what am I supposed to say about this one this time? Like, can't we just pretend like we don't think it's bad and then keep moving. Mm-hmm. But there is something really interesting and going on with polling or not interesting. Obviously, 
there are groups of people who just don't give a fuck what Trump does, no matter what. Yeah. But it looks like the January 6th case isn't really moving the needle that much for for independents and Republicans or even Democrats, because everyone is already so entrenched in their view of what happened that it just feels like a rehashing of shit that it's like, yeah, I know. Like, it's like, yeah, OK, we get it. He, he didn't fucking steal the election or, yeah, that motherfucker stole the election or whatever. I, or I don't know. But it looks like the documents case is actually the thing that has begun to like shift polls a little bit. They've like last October, it said 34% of independents said that a crime had been committed in that case. The latest poll, it grew to 46%. Because I think Ooh. we just see more new evidence of like hearing him on tape saying like talking about documents or mm. learning like with new indictments that he was telling people to like, you know, vaporize the fucking surveillance camera footage and shit like that. And then for Republicans since last October, the percentage of Republicans who said they believe that Trump had committed a crime handing classified documents rose from nine to twenty five. But make no mistake, when they follow up with a question about like, now, would that affect your support uh, going into election? They said, if the fucking election was today, I'd be fucking wearing my MAGA hat. Right. I don't care if that <laughs> right. happened. So it's very, very cult vibes. We always talk about that mm -hmm. of just truly. I will not. You, there's no information that you can show me that will change my mind because I'm all in on this perspective. I mean, I think I think, unfortunately, that is just kind of the case of where we are today as an entire society and country where the elections have become very much that, you know, and we're seeing it a lot on the MAGA side, obviously. But, you know, it happens on the left as well, where yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it is like, you know. Where we're not, we we are not in a place now where we are, and it's a, for a lot of reasons, and I'm not blaming, like, us as a collective society. I'm blaming the people who are in power that have kind of led us to this, and also just the world we live in with social media and things like that. But, you know, we're not in a place where we are actively, like, picking the best choices, or we are actively... Like, like debates don't mean anything or, you know, like mm -hmm. these things don't mean as much as they used to. It is a popularity contest yeah. in yeah. many ways. And it is a I'm this person, I'm this side and this is what I, we are. Bernie bros. We are MAGA. We are Clintonites. I don't know if they call them Clintonites or not, but, I, you know, like, you know, <laughs> it, that's kind of where we are right I now. I think there's just, yeah. it sucks. I think generally we're just from the conversation. We're like missing like what we actually want as outcomes from yeah. our elected officials and what we want from the government, because the, the conversations are usually completely devoid of like sort of what what speaks to people on a human level. Like there's a lot of policy talk and things like that. And you see people sort of like make appeals to like these sort of like populist talking points. But just in general, like people to each other aren't the it's harder for people to say, like, these are the kinds of policies that would really help my life because we also have a there's such a for the perception of the government is like i don't know they do shit that helps sometimes kind of yeah so what's the point of fucking paying attention because my life really doesn't change and that's a huge I chunk heard. of people that are really disconnected from like the ills that our current governmental system is you know raining down on people so there's a lot yeah, yeah there's a there's a lot of things to battle it's just so hard to keep your focus on even the issues that do really matter because it feels like there's so much on fire all the time at once. And everybody yeah. is like vying for your attention for the issue that's like, you know, viral that week or whatever. Like climate change is the most important issue to me. But do I forget about it constantly? One hundred percent, because there's so much else that's like, ah, oh, but that's urgent. That's urgent. That's urgent. That's urgent. Right. I feel like it's it's really a hard time to be a politician who, you know, maybe does have something substantive to offer because it's just like a race for the virality or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, we miss out. I also think, too, because of because of that. And, you know, this is not good either that for like some of the politicians that actually have something that they are fighting for and things like that. We have become such a society where like one thing can change that, which in sometimes is a very good thing. And sometimes it's just like, well, you know, Let's actually allow a person to progress and grow like as right. they grow and progress, totally. <laughs> you know, totally. and we don't we don't do that as much as we should on like our Agreed. side, you know, 
So, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a culture yeah. of ex- an expectation of purity and perfection oh, yeah. that I think is really detrimental to organizing in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, there's the vote blue, no matter who crowd, there's the MAGA crowd. Yeah. And, you know, you, you try and get people to understand that it's <laughs> the stakes aren't just if Joe Biden isn't president. It's everything that comes along with that, that in the and the tragedies and the horrors that people are experiencing even now with Joe Biden as president yeah. that are societal issues that we refuse to actually grapple with. So yeah. until we can, un- I mean, not until, but the discourse is so centered around just anything but real substantive policy. Like everyone's talking about Bidenomics right now. And I like, you know, it's like it's a three pillar thing about what Bidenomics is. But ask any person who is not interested in policy what they if they give a fuck about Bidenomics, they're going to say fucking no. <laughs> right. They'll say I don't know. Inflation is still fucked up. I mean, I guess it's going down. Like gas isn't as high, but like there's still all these other like costs of living things that are not being addressed. But we, but every day they just point to things like, look at the unemployment numbers. And it's such a different metric than what people's lived day-to-day experiences are. So yeah, we will see where this goes again. I am just like with the aliens. I'm like, I'll believe it when I see Trump in court and he can't do his comb over, you know, like the way he normally does. And we get to see that kind of weird hairdo that he's got going until then, you know, I just feel like, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Cause you know, there's already debate about like, is is this even a strong case against him? (laughs) Like what the fuck are we doing then? Uh, but he, at the very least, not like in his documents case, the judge that is assigned to this case, it was a, you know, is an Obama appointee who apparently has been going the hardest at January 6th insurrectionists. So for every Judge Eileen Cannon, there are other judges who are kind of like, yeah, no, I'm not really here to fuck around with this case. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to be right back to talk about blue checks and Barbies. Afterwards. <laughs> yes. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And we're back. And buckle up, folks. It's time for us to take a deep dive into the world of the internets and be utterly confused. I will admit 
uh, before anybody as a geriatric millennial. I'm not sure what the fuck is going on. But I do know this. For the last few years, I have thoroughly enjoyed the absolute roasting uh, of millennial culture from Gen Z. It's mostly on point. And at times, it's fucking transcendent. It's eye-opening to be seen through the uh, younger generation's eyes about, like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Um, Some millennials took it a little hard, you know, as it was a reminder to us that it was no longer 2006. And we, when we were the cool kids out there uh, with our weird-ass outfits. But can Uh, I say that as right as you are, the other half of me was also like, you motherfuckers just wait. (laughs) just fucking wait they're like we didn't have the internet to cook gen x like i'm sure we could have like i mean now we do it retrospectively but yeah i was like time does come for you as well (laughs) time is coming for you too and guess what we have arrived there generation (laughs) alpha which is the kids born between like 2011 and now they are sending Gen Z, some of them, into an existential panic. Uh, and I say that lightheartedly based on the commentary around this meme. This meme, brace yourselves. It's like, gang, you may know, you may not. And I, this is the first time I heard it. It's called Skibbity Toilet. And you say, <laughs> what the fuck is Skibbity Toilet? So basically, I'm going to play a little bit. And just so you know, it's a there's a remix of this track, Dom Dom Yes Yes, by Bizer King, who, if you remember TikTok, there was like this Turkish dude who would be like, like kind of gyrating his hips around like plates of food and stuff. It's like, bim, skibbity up, bop, bop, yes, yes, bump. Anyway, for people who are terminally online like me, you know that track. There's like, it's like remixed and there's a dude coming out of toilet. And I'm just going to play a little bit for, yeah. for us just to feast our eyes on it and try and give you some kind of running commentary as we look at it. Um, and it is a visual this. thing for everybody. I mean, I think you guys should, when you post on line about this episode, yeah. have a second slide and showing some of skibbity this. Skibbity toilet. Yeah. yeah. Check out, well, yeah. check this skibbity out. What the heck is going on? So there's an elevator with urinals and heads come out the toilet. Yep. And they're big giraffe necks. The nets, the necks. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was it. That was it. That was one full up. Ep- that was one post about it. And I- I'm like, what the fuck was that? We got heads coming out of toilets. We have people with surveillance cameras on their heads. There are people with TVs on their heads and they fight in some of the videos. I cannot. I don't know what the meaning is. And what's funny is I don't understand. I know. I don't I either. Think we've, I think we've reached a point mm-hmm. where the generations that are born like Gen, Gen A and or alpha whatever you want to call them and Gen uh, generations that are going to be born after that yeah we've reached a point where their brains are born broken on screens as because soon as they're, they're born. on screens as soon as they are fucking born yeah like as like i like i know there is a four-month-old baby in my life n- not mine but like uh-huh. that i know and and you got a kid miles like yeah. they know immediately they know how to look at you pull a phone out they know how to look at it they can follow with their eyes like they are and i'm saying this lightheartedly that their brains are broken but like it's a different yeah it's a completely different reality for sure yeah i want to play this so somebody one of these people uh who had like a younger gen alpha sibling they posted on tiktok of being like just be like, hey, can can like their little brother? They're like, can you break down the skibbity toilet meme for me? This kid is like nine years old, and I'm telling you, it's I can't even follow what this kid is saying. <laughs> That's like what's so frustrating about it. I think for other people. Okay, wait. So like, why are skibbity toilets and cameramen in the war? Because. How did it start? Because after, before they saw each other, like what? We got take over the city. Oh, okay. The skivities or all of them? The skivities. Okay, so the skivities are trying to take over the city and the cameramen don't like that? Yeah, so the cameramen are trying to save the city. Uh, mm. Oh, so, so we're talking about two different peoples. Like the cameramen. The, the camera heads, the TV heads, they got the That's two like fenders. one. Then there's the skibbity toilets, which is the heads that come out the toilets. Okay. The urinals. Mm-hmm. And they and, and the camera people represent like the like corporate America or like the bad people in the world. You're going too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep. deep, too deep. deep. Okay. The, the okay. skibbities want to take over the city. The skibbities want to take over the city. As this young man said. So then right. 
Skibbities take over, but the but the TV heads and the camera heads fight them to prevent the takeover of the skibbity toilets. To, to fight them, right? Because yeah, 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 and so, like the cameras are on their heads because they see all. Again, that's too much. Going that's, too deep. Okay, okay. Too okay. It feels okay. like okay. again. I don't know. Again, like these kids are going to be. They're the most online generation of all time. And I think it's just it's probably going to be one of these things where, like, even if it doesn't make sense to us, it the aesthetic is probably going to be what, like, SpongeBob Simpsons memes and shit are to us. Wait, mm-hmm. I have a I have a question. Yes. In the back. Yes. Is this related to Minecraft at all and how these kids are all into Minecraft? Minecraft popular again? Oh, shit. Minecraft. I don't know. I mean, yeah, my my nephew plays the fuck out of Minecraft. Yeah, I, was, I talked to a 10 year old last night and she plays Minecraft on the yeah. Internet with someone else. Look. Taz, we are washed and old. And if we said that to them, they would probably laugh at us and then vaporize us. She did us. laugh at me when I asked that. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Taz, Victor, I, oh, whoa, whoa. Victor, well, producer Victor in the chat. Victor, what? Come on. Hey, come in here. Come in here. If, you, if you're if you about, don't, you act like you know what's going on. Uh, Sorry for poor audio quality. No, don't but... worry. Producer Victor, come through the building. Yes, yes. Please. Yeah. With so, knowledge. so back in the day people would use Gary's mod to mod video games and make little machinimas, which is just basically making a TV or a movie around video games, essentially. Right. So I think that's what it looks like here. They're making the memes off of it. I'm butchering it, but I think it might be Unreal Engine 3. Uh, so there's a software you can where you can screw around with video game characters. Mm-hmm. And that's and, how they're making it. And then animate it and do all this. Okay, but Victor, yeah. now thank you for the technical part. But what the that's fuck is going on, Victor? Mm-hmm. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> this, is, this one's new to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, like, we, we're, we're trying to figure this out. And I get that this is just sort of what this is. So, for whatever reason, the audiovisual aesthetic that they love. And... It's just, again, like, going back to this, I just love that the last few years, Zoomers have laughed at us for being chuggy, cringe. You know, we fucking love skinny jeans and charcuterie boards and shit. We're washed. But they, this is like one tweet from someone. This is hilarious. They quote, I just heard, oh, I just overheard my sister talking about how Gen Z is old and stupid and how they don't get their jokes. Hello, I am right here. I am only 15. She was born in 2013. Then she <laughs> asked me if I knew what a skibbity toilet was. Please help me. What the fuck is a skibbity toilet? I feel old. <laughs> Other commenters like on these videos have said they already feel, quote, outdated. Some are horrified that they don't understand what this meme is. And I'm like, that's why I'm like, don't worry, y'all. It's just being washed is pretty comfortable at a certain point, you know? Hey, listen, man. Yeah. You know, I went to bed last night excited for sleep. I was so sleepy. Yeah. Couldn't fall asleep because insomnia eventually did and woke up and was like, my body hurts. So, like, you know, right. that that's coming for all of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, you just sleep wrong. Oh, yeah. You wake up and your whole damn body hurts. And you got to get up and walk through the day to, like, relieve your pain. <laughs> Wait until you have to do morning stretches. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't walk without the morning like, stretch. Hey, don't mm-hmm. don't sit on that office seat with your ankle tucked under your butt like that. Mm-hmm. Wait, till you, wait till you get that IT band pain like mm-hmm. I did. But, yeah, again, I just love that there's also, like, just this whole... I don't know. There's like lack of acceptance around it, but I get it. And I and I, what I tell them is, these kids, they're 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 the oldest ones are eleven. So Gen Z, you're still you're still firmly in the driver's seat. Don't worry yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. But just some stats about Gen Alpha. Just quick hit off the census. This is going to be the most diverse generation ever, which makes sense. I think just subsequently, that's just what it's going to be. Because hey, we're going to be living in a brown country soon, baby. Generation Alpha will have the lar- will be also be the largest generation, over two million by twenty twenty two billion by twenty twenty five. of U.S. children under 12 use the Internet. 73% under 12. I didn't start using the Internet till I was 12. Yeah. Miles, how old is your baby? My baby is about to be six months old. How does it feel to have like a baby entering? This shit? Yeah. Also, your baby may not be Generation Alpha. Yeah, your baby's going to be like I mean, technically, I think it's babies born from then until now. Like okay, but I'm but you know they change that shit like yeah 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 in retrospect they'll go yeah. back and be like actually this generation was 2023 like I'm gonna tell them I'm like you're a millennial like your dad <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do because when we were first born we were generation Y like Y yeah we yeah, were generation yeah. Y and then yeah. and then it changed to gen- we changed to millennials yeah 
because it was yeah. just more, I think it, it was easier to follow. But anyway, yeah. so shout out to y'all. I get it. The slow creep of death comes for all of us, but just accept it and you will be saved. All right. Well, thank you so much, Taz and Jacques, for joining me today. Appreciate us taking a journey through our evolving culture. Um, Aliens, <laughs> Gen A. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yo, Yo, and hey, and if anybody can like give me some kind of like sociological, anthropological analysis of Skibbity Toilet, please. Like, and I and I understand what Victor's saying. This is like a natural progression of Gary's mod, and that's how we got this like visual. But like, what what are what are we saying with this? Yeah. And am yeah, I? And if you I, are, and if you are Generation Alpha, and you're listening to this, yeah, shout out to you. And you want to? And you want to like let us know? Don't 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 come into my DMs. Good to <laughs> no, know. no. But you know what? I will say this. You know, we could team up and, and gang up on Gen Z together. We you know Oh, I mean? shit. Oh, yo, yeah. yeah. The millennial yeah. Gen Alpha. Yo, listen, we do have proper names for our generations. Yeah. We're not just no fucking letter. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We got names. That's that baby. mural where we tie our flags together. Hell Gen yeah. A and fucking millennials. <laughs> and we <laughs> go to bully Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.